The following program is brought to you by Blood, Sweat, Tears, and listeners like you. To support this show and all of the shows within Twib Nation, consider becoming a subscriber of our pay service, The Twibularity, at twib.me forward slash subscribe. That's twib.me forward slash subscribe. Or you can give a one-time donation at donate.twib.me. That's donate.twib.me. We've all learned how important media is and who tells our stories. Help us be the media that you want to hear and that the media is afraid to hear. It's kind of hard to listen to yourself become irrelevant. You are now listening to Twib FM. Real talk, real awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in. Our show is all about retro video games from the 80s and 90s. So um, if you have heard that tune before, that's from The Legend of Zelda. Um, if you want to join us, use the hashtag BGM Podcast on Twitter. That's the hashtag that puts you in the feed with other live listeners and allows you to join in the discussion. You can ask us questions there, and I will be sure to address them on the air. And also, you can give us a call on the TWIB line, which for some reason I don't have my TWIB number with me. But what's that number again, Aaron? Uh, 718-404-9320. There you go. You can call us there, and um, we will be glad to answer any questions. Or if you want to just talk to us about your favorite video games and geek out with us, feel free to do so. So our guests on the show are Makita Dejeuner, Lauren Warren, and Sharif Jackson. And we're, um, before I get to them, I'm going to have them each introduce themselves. Um, I just want to make a couple of announcements. So check out the website, blackgirlnerds.com. We have on the right sidebar blog ads. Blog ads allows you to advertise any kind of product or service that you want to provide and bring an audience to. And there is currently ad space available. So blackgirlnerds.com, right sidebar, blog ads, check those out. And also bookmark the website, too, because there's going to be some more giveaways that's happening later on this week, and I will keep you posted for that. Um, and always check out our calendar uh, where you've got some events that's coming up. I am going to be attending an event on Wednesday, March 25th. I'll be at Princeton University for a fan fiction panel called Where Do We Go From Here? So talking about pop culture and fan fiction and geeking out over all of the things associated with that subculture. So if you are in New Jersey and the Princeton area, you're walking past campus and you just happen to have nothing to do, check that out. I'll be there. Um, and that's on Wednesday, March 25th. All right. So I am going to get to our guests and I'll have them introduce themselves. Sharif is going to be calling in a little bit later. Um, so we will start with Lauren. And then, Makita, go ahead and just introduce yourselves, let us know your gaming expertise, who you are, where you're from, social media shout-outs. Uh, well, I'm Lauren Warren. Um, I'm originally from Virginia Beach, but right now I live in a very frosty, cold Canada. Um, I've been gaming 
streaming since around 1983, 1984. Um, so that's uh, since the days of Intellivision and Texas Instruments computers. Um, right now, I'm mostly console, uh, Xbox One, Xbox 360, um, and some older retro games on the Wii. Um, I stream on Twitch occasionally um, under the name Denizen of Los Santos, and my Twitter handle is I am Lauren P. Awesome. You're next. Should I just go? Oh, awesome. I know, right? Um, Well, my name is Nikita Dejanay. I am from Queens, New York. I started gaming in the late 80s. Um, I guess my expertise would be PC and um, PS3 right now, and uh, soon to be PS4 games uh let's see what else did you say lauren gosh i'm smiling after you your twitch um, side social media shout out right <laughs> I, too, I too occasionally stream on twitch um i when i do stream on there it's it's usually retro games from like super nintendo nintendo sometimes even game boy since i have an emulator on on my computer um my twitch handle is the grim freaker and my twitter handle is also the grim freaker Great. All right. So I will get started. Sharif just messaged me that he's um, trying to sign in. So when he comes on, we'll have him introduce himself and uh, join us with the discussion. So we'll start out with uh, this first question to you ladies, and I'll also answer the question myself and jump in. Um, what was the first console or, well, let's say both. What was the first console as well as the first game that you remember from your childhood? And we'll start with Lauren and then Makita with the questions. Um, first console we had in my house was the Activision and television. Um, and we also had a Texas Instruments computer, uh, TI-99. This old thing used to stick cartridges into and hook it up to your TV screen, um, to play games. And the first couple of games I remember having was one called Lock and Chase. It was sort of like an answer to, uh, Pac-Man, really sort of cheap cop chasing robbers as opposed to, you know, Pac-Man chasing the ghosts. Um, Frogger, uh, Demon Attack, and Astro Smash. Um, ah. these sort of old school, like, um, space games where it's just, you know, little things shooting up little birds in the sky. Very cheesy <laughs> graphics. I mean, they were horrible. Look at it now. They're absolutely horrible, but they were so much fun back then. Hmm. Okay. Um, I guess, well, you know what? The very first system that we had that I remember, in the house because i'm the youngest they've been gaming before me um that i remember was the nintendo but the game the system that really like just drew me in was the super nintendo um (laughs) yeah that was for me that was like that was like the dream console for me and i still feel like i i still have mine it works i have yeah all my games um (laughs) yeah i do it's like a it's like an antique for me but the game that really put games on the map for me was Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I always, <laughs> yeah. I will always, always love that game. Well, for me, my very first console was the Nintendo Entertainment System, the very first NES. Um, we got it in the late 80s. My mom, she went to a local pawn shop and paid $100 for it. 
Um, I'll never forget. <laughs> and uh, paid a hundred dollars for our, for our NES system. And then um, our first game was the one that came with the system, which was Super Mario Brothers. And it was the Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers um, combo pack with Duck Hunt. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the very first game um, that I ever played. And uh, had the duck hunt gun and all of that, and of course the trigger on the gun was terrible because it was used. You know? <laughs> so right. it, we, Stinky, we, after a while, yeah, after a while, duck hunt was no longer playable, and uh, it was just Mario <laughs> Brothers at that point. <laughs> so, and I, I think we've got Sharif on. Sharif, are you with us now? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hey, hey. Hello. Alrighty. So first, introduce yourself to the audience, and then. Um, Go ahead and answer our first question. The first question was, uh, what was your first console and your first game that you remember from your childhood? Sure. Um, so I'm Sharif. Hello, everyone. Um, I, you know, have been gaming for a while. Um, just started a uh, gaming uh, YouTube series at Gaming Looks Good. Um, also co-host the, well, well, not co-host, sorry, I'm a frequent guest host on the Spawn on Me podcast as well. Um, so that's my gaming related, uh, intro stuff. So hello everyone. Um, my first console that I remember, um, is the Atari 2600. Um, and I remember it because, you know, when we got it, which was sort of in the mid eighties, um, after the, you know, big game crash of 1983, I thought this was like the newest console, you know, cause there were so many games on it. When in reality, you know, it was that it was so discounted because, you know, it had basically flopped in the, in the, uh, you know, after the game crash and everything was on discount. So we were able to get, you know, cheap games for, you know, dollar, two dollars at the store. Um, so I just had a big shoebox of Atari games. Um, and I didn't get a Nintendo until a little later, um, until like the late eighties. Um, so the 2600 was, Really what I grew up with. Awesome. Yep. I, I had a friend that had an Atari and I would play at her house every now and then, but I never owned the actual console. Um, so Donkey Kong was a favorite of mine as well on, on the Atari system. So what were some video games, um, that were a family thing or just something that you used to entertain the kids in the house? Were there any video games that you played as a family? We'll start with um, the same round, uh, Lauren, and then Makita, and then Sharif. Um, I think whatever we had was just fair game for everyone um, early on. As the consoles got a little more sophisticated and the games changed, um, it was more just came along. Um, my parents didn't play Mortal Kombat as much as they did Punch-Out with me. Um uh, <laughs> But uh, they would jump in from time to time, but mostly it was just for me um, as I got older. But I don't know. It just kind of depends. Like, uh, Lock and Chase was a family game. Frogger was a family game. Astro Smash was a family game. But as time went on, it was just more about me entertaining myself. Wow. Um, You know what? My mom, uh, my mom and my stepdad, they were never really like gaming people. My mom was just like, "Look, I bought you this game. Get out of my face, all right?" <laughs> she like <laughs> all this playing and stuff. And she used to, oh, she was like super uber religious, so she would like, you know, be over my shoulder making sure it's not like super violent or anything. So, um, she, you know, we weren't, we didn't really play together. But me and my sister, we used to play um zombies, ate my neighbors together. Um, sometimes we play. <laughs> 
<laughs> sometimes we play Mario together. Um, but she didn't really join in with me until the Sega Saturn era. Oh, um, wow. yeah. And she, we used to play this game called Dark Stalkers and she used to, um, love this character called Heisen Co. And she would just like cheese me with that character, like constantly. <laughs> <laughs> But my mom finally started playing video games with me when the Wii came out, like a bajillion years later. Um, <laughs> but she'd only play the simple games. She would she would do like the Wii Fit, and then she would play bowling, and then kick my behind in bowling. Uh, that's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or he'd box, and he kept inching up toward the television screen. We used to pull him back. It's like you don't have to hit the TV; just come back, step back. But yeah, wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, so as far as like family stuff, I definitely remember playing, um, Pac-Man and Space Invaders on the 2600, um, with my family kind of watching. Um, I don't quite remember them actually taking the joystick and playing, but I definitely remember them being sort of in the room and kind of like commenting and that kind of stuff. Um, and I definitely remember Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, um, as you mentioned earlier, Jamie. I definitely remember, um, my dad specifically, um, playing that actually with us, um, and, uh, you know, and kind of laughing with us and, 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 and stuff. But that's pretty much it. I mean, after that, I, I agree. It was definitely kind of became more of our, our thing. And, and I think that that was, you know, pretty much directly, um, you know, when games started to get a little more complex and that kind of stuff, um, and started to get a lot more expensive as well. Um, Um, that, that, uh, it was mostly just like my brother and I, um, just like playing every, every, uh, two player co-op game that existed to man, either we bought it or we rented it at a, at a blockbuster. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Remember those days. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a family thing with only one game, which was the very first game that we brought into the household, the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt combo pack. So my mom would play that, and it was so funny because whenever she would be, um, you know, Mario in the game, and whenever Mario would jump over the bricks, she would jump along with Mario with the controller. <laughs> so cute of her to do that. And we had a cat at the time, um, Tito. He uh, would always actually follow Mario jumping up in the air with his paw, so he would play with us. <laughs> So the animal was involved in the family, uh, uh, NES entertainment, but, um, yeah, that, that was, that was the only game. And then of course, when we started going on to other games that were a little bit more hard and more challenging, my mom was like, eh, nah, y'all, y'all handle that. So, right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read some tweets because a lot of folks, I'm, I'm actually tweeting out these questions that I'm asking you guys and folks are jumping in. So this is from water cooler convos says that Duck Hunt was the ultimate family game back in the day. Uh, Metal Swift says that was the first game that I got to when my family finally got the NES was the uh, combo pack of Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And that was in 92 and 93. And um, Blurred Nerdy, Black Nerdy on Twitter says the only violent, in quotations, video game we got to play was Tekken. Oh. Wow. Second was kind of violent. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. bloody, bloody, but it was yeah. you know, 
It was no Mortal Kombat, <laughs> but no uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's still fighting though. It was still fighting. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, this um, question is an interesting one, and I don't know if you guys have one or not, but I'm going to ask it. Do you have a video game character that you had a crush on, and who was it? If so. (laughs) (laughs) A crush on a video game character? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Wow. No. Yeah, I have to say no as well. No. Oh, so I'm the only weirdo here. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm with you because I was the one that thought of the question. So yeah, go go on, Makita. What's your who was your crush? I don't know what it is. You know, it's like a sickness. I I have this thing for like villains. Um, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. I still carry a torch for him to this very day can't nobody tell me nothing i think he is the finest video game character ever i don't care whatever you have to say jamie it's it's still not better (laughs) (laughs) well mine was um and even though you couldn't really see his face through most of the game but then when he unveiled himself he was so hot was vega from street fighter (gasps) oh Oh. my god you know what hotness that is vega yeah vega yeah, but mysteriousness was pretty hot too, though. Who? Him, him being mysterious, like you didn't know what was behind the face, but he had great <laughs> hair already, so you already knew. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he was vain, which is why he had the mask on because he was so hot. He was like, "I don't want to ruin my face, so I'm gonna be wearing a mask while I fight you." But right. um, yeah, I, <laughs> wow. no, I like Vega. Note to guys: wear a mask, get a claw, <laughs> hop on some gates, and yeah, some things might start- happen. Yeah. Wow. Very limber when you fight. He was the most <laughs> limber character on that game. Yeah, he was. He was super fast. Yeah. I will never look at him the same way now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what were some of your favorite game titles, including PC game titles from the 80s and 90s? And why did these games appeal to you? And what were some of the elements of those games that stuck out for you during that time? Ooh. Oh, same round. Me first. <laughs> yeah. um, um, well, to this day, I still love Mortal Kombat. Always love Mortal Kombat. Always did love Mortal Kombat. Uh, um, uh, uh, it's a fighting game, and to me, it was something I could pick up, and it was instinctive. It didn't need a lot of explaining. I could just start playing. Um, I also liked uh, uh, Wolfenstein 3D, like the original PC version. Um, nice. Killer Instinct, uh, oh. Tetris. I still play Tetris to this day. Uh, um, and there was a PC game that came out, I think it was like, like 93, 94, called The Seventh Guest, kind of like, uh, puzzles yeah. and mystery. Oh, yeah. I like yeah, those absolutely. too. Yeah. Um, and just a few of them are all of them, but like the first one, the first two, um, after that, well, no, one, two, and three, sorry. But after that, it falls off with me. Let's see. Yeah, I have a long list. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did too. Um, PC, P, as for PC games, I think the most, um, um, I don't know, that gave me the most impression would probably be Doom. Um, mm. Ooh, Doom. yes. And yeah. Duke Nukem. Yes. yes. Oh, crazy like i was obsessed with that game you know we used to um we had one i I went to private school and we had like two computers that had those two games on there the rest of them were like boring um trs 80 
computers that you can really play anything on. But if you had like um the Mac, you could jump on there so that everybody tried to finish their homework first or their classwork first. <laughs> they could jump on there. And do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, th- those two were my my PC games. But I think um some of the other games that really like brought the the love for gaming and and just really just skyrocketed my love for gaming during that time was i gotta say um let me see uh, as simple as it was um paper paper boy yeah um, yeah yeah paper boy got it um and and funny thing is you know we had the in- the intro was zelda i have never played a zelda game until maybe a month ago oh, so wow. that wow. yeah i Never played a Zelda game, and 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 I was just like, why should I play a Zelda game? And finally, I, I bought one. I downloaded it from the eShop on my 3DS. I was like, oh, this is why this game is so great. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Island. Will also oh be- yeah, I remember that one. Yoshi's Island and F Zero. Those are those are my. Games. Oh, I. Good one. Yes. <laughs> Good one. Um, all right, I think I'm up next. Um, yep. so favorite, uh, games. Yeah, this was a, this was a tough one. I, I really tried to not make too much of a rambling list. That was too many. <laughs> um, but one of the earliest games I remember really being into was, uh, Centipede. Um, which, which I really got <laughs> oh, into. <wow. laughs> yeah. So like that's still one of my go-to, if I can find an arcade, um, still one of my go-to games. Um, and definitely one of my favorite. Atari 2600 games, um, as well as, um, Yar's Revenge, which is another absolutely fantastic Atari 2600 game. I loved a lot. Um, once we start getting into the Nintendo era, um, I would say Super Mario Brothers 3, um, which is still arguably my favorite game of all time. Um, and also, um, I was one of the few people with a, a Sega Master System. Um, and Wonder Boy 3 Dragon Trap, um, is also one of my favorite games. Sort of a side scrolling, um, kind of similar to Zelda 2, I think, um, in terms of the gameplay, but really, really good game. Um, and then when we start to get into like sort of the, uh, the mid 90s and late 90s, um, The Legend of Zelda 3, A Link to the Past, um, which is my favorite Zelda game of all time, and Zelda is one of my favorite series of all time, so, that highly ranks up there. Um, uh, Super Mario Kart, the first one, uh, might rank as the most hours consecutively I've ever played of a game with my brother. Um, mm. because they give you a little win-loss record, you know, after you play, <laughs> after you play like the battle mode. And I remember not going to bed until it was like in the hundreds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And like, that's when I first kind of remember like, you know, literally pulling almost all nighters playing a video game. Um, and, uh, Street Fighter 2. Um, that was, I, I was always more of a Street Fighter person than a Mortal Kombat person. Um, Street Fighter was one of the games that we would have a lot of local tournaments in and was also the first game I remember really being hyped about, um, a home version of. Um, and the Super Nintendo version definitely delivered a lot, um, and, you know, made me feel like I was in the arcade. Um, so yeah, yeah, the, the, those are kind of some of the games that really, really stick out to me when I think of it on the retro side. Yeah, for me, um, I decided to break it down to 
consoles and then just name a few for each console that my brother and I owned growing up. So on NES system, it was Monster Party. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was filled with whimsy, and I, I really liked that game. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, oh. a oh, big yeah. favorite of mine. Yeah, yep. uh, Super Contra was a big favorite of mine. Yep. Um, Wizards and Warriors. It, I think I liked Wizards and Warriors just because it was such an easy game for me. <laughs> um, it, it's not a very popular one, but um, it was just a really easy game to beat. So that was a favorite of mine, and I had beat it on many occasions um, on Super NES, Final Fantasy II, which oh, I great, can, great one. Yeah, I can definitely say I, I think I've spent like 16 hours straight playing that. And then Secret of Man is another one where you yes. just you don't find yourself eating or drinking. <laughs> just <laughs> enough time to just go to the bathroom, come back, finish what you're doing. Um, Mortal Kombat on S Super NES, Street Fighter II, of course. Um, and we owned a Sega Genesis for like five minutes. Um, so I didn't play many games on that, but Streets of Rage, Battletoads, and, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm going to go to Twitter too for some of the video game crushes. A few folks had some video game crushes on Twitter. A man called Hawk said, I was going to say I had no video game crushes, but Chun Li and them legs. <laughs> not the puffs <laughs> not the puffs oh. not the projectiles the legs the legs um big daddy suede says cammy from street fighter and melina from mortal cam combat were pretty cute melina oh, oh really? man i hope you didn't see melina, her face. really i hope you didn't see her face melina no we saw her face we don't want to see melina's face <laughs> No, I guess he's just talking about the body, maybe not the face. I hope not the face. I, I guess. Maybe we, we go with Katana, I guess. Yeah. Katana, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and then Zari Mahari on Twitter says, I have a crush on all of the characters voiced by Gideon Emery. Oh. I don't know. Well. But there you go. Some of, <laughs> <laughs> some, some of the crushes. So, um, I'll move on to our, our next question here about uh, the difficulty of gaming. What was the most difficult game to beat and why? Oh, God. Jeez, you're going to Okay. I have one because we've been playing through this. My husband and I have been playing it again, and we've been trying it, and we're not having any success. Um, the original Super Mario Brothers 2. I think it's called The Lost Levels, if you yes. buy it now. Yeah, um, Lost Levels. Yeah, that that gets my blood pressure up every time in his too. Um is insanely difficult. Um and I'm so glad that Nintendo came to their senses and gave us another version because there's no way. There's just no way. I we have yet to beat it. We've been trying for three years. <laughs> and we have yet to finish. Um <laughs> Oh god, yeah, I just I, he texted me a little while ago saying he was upstairs playing it now. Um <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Oh, Couldn't God. do that one either. Yeah. I never got past Wednesday and Paperboy. Freaking Paperboy. I hated that game. Um, <laughs> and uh, Terminator 2's video game. Never oh, finished yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a hard one. Yeah. I never got past uh, John Connor being chased in the ravine by the T-1000 in the truck. <laughs> Died every time. <laughs> you and know the exact point in the game where you couldn't get past. When we watched it last night for Saturday Night Sci-Fi, I said, sweet Jesus, there it is. The bane of my existence right there. Nope. <laughs> Can't finish it. 
So yeah, that's that's my yeah, that's my list for now. But I try and make a dent in the but still no success. I think maybe for the nineties, I think the hardest the hardest games that I played, um the first one's gotta be for the Super Nintendo, that would be Bart's Nightmare. Oh, oh gosh. Wow. That's a new one. I can I my eyes, like for real, for real, if you could see my eyes, my eyes are tearing up thinking about the rage queen <laughs> that I played back then. Like it, that game used to have me flipping, like vein on my forehead. I'm just like, I cannot believe this. <laughs> I just had that. I pressed the button. Are you kidding me? You know, like it was just it was that game was frustrating. But it's like when people say a game is Nintendo hard, like take that really seriously because yes. it's like a special brand of hard. It makes you think and it can possibly make you rage quit. Um, I think that's, I think that game helped me develop patience with other games because I, I can't even remember other games that I really rage quit <laughs> with. Um, even now I'm just like, you know what? I'll just come back later. Maybe, you know, like real hippie, like I'll just come back later and maybe I'll figure it out. But that game used to have, um, my blood pressure real high. Um, <laughs> The second game was for the PS1. I think that was like the late 90s that I had this game. And um, it was a game called Fear Effect. And there was this one part where you had to do this big giant clock. You had to turn it to a certain time. Like it was a different combo to get to hell. And it was just really weird because I was following whatever was said on the wall. And I got the first part. And I... I got so frustrated, I stopped playing it for, like, three months. And when I came back, I randomly put in a number, and then I opened the gateway to hell, and I was kind of pissed that that happened. Because I'm just like, really? Really? Uh, uh, wow. Uh, uh, excuse yeah, me. Like- I don't want to interrupt, but Fear Effect hates you. Thank you. I remember that game distinctly. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt the show, but I remember Fear Effect hates all humans, and I don't even think humans made it. I feel like it's just a like talisman. <laughs> And there's just some demon lord that is like, let me troll all these people by making it, making some type of thing, some type of something to distract all the humans. Because yeah, <laughs> the fear effect hates all of us. Thank you. I remember that yeah, specifically. I had to return the game to the store. The fact that you even did it, please, you're a better person than <laughs> all of us. You should be the next president of the United States. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> it was developed by fear itself. Yes. How about you, Sheree? Um, so for me, when I think of difficult games, um, they do all tend to be in that sort of 8-bit era. Um, the two that come to mind that I sort of had a very personal struggle with, um, the first one is Batman for the Nintendo. Yes. Um, like the Sunsoft game. Um, really, really great game. One of the first games I remember really being like cinematic along with like Ninja Gaiden, which is another really hard game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Batman, you know, it was just a point where I was so good at maybe the first literally 90% of the game. But on the last level, I remember you have to, it's like a double boss fight where you have to kill Firebug and Joker with the same energy bar. And I just could never, ever do it. And it's one of the few games that I like really put tons of time into and just could never beat it. Like, I, like I've never beaten it without an emulator. 
you know, and it was, it, it like completely conquered me. Um, I would like have nightmares about it, like all kind of stuff. Um, and the second game is, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, which is another game where I was like really good at like 95% of it, but once I got to Mike Tyson, yeah. Well, even before Mike Tyson, like Super Macho Man and stuff, like I was so nervous that my hands would like shake a little bit. And, <laughs> and like if you make even one small error on Mike Tyson within the first two minutes, yeah. it's a knockout punch. It's so done. it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just, I just couldn't do it. I don't I care. I think that game used to cheat. Yeah. And you know what? On Twitter, because everybody's responding to this question, a lot of people are saying Mike Tyson's punch out. That is mine as well. Mike Tyson's punch out. I beat Mike Tyson once and I feel like it was a fluke. (laughs) (laughs) I think I like, you know, moved a little too fast and didn't realize it. And then I punched him and then I wind up knocking him out. Um, So that was really, really hard. Everybody else was pretty, pretty easy to beat the other uh, contenders. But Mike Tyson himself, that. I feel like there was like a glitch going on with that game. Like it, I don't understand why it was so difficult to to beat him. Um, and then Bionic Commando was a hard one mm, for me. That was uh, that that extender where you were going and jumping in between the poles. It was hard. It was hard for me to to use that extender and jump forward. And um, I never got a chance to to beat that game. So that that's another one for me. Um, on Twitter. Folks have also stated that they've had some hard games. Um, out of the 80s and 90s, any Konami game because of that back jump after getting hit was hard. That's from Metal oh, Swift. <laughs> yeah, I rocked that Konami code, though. Yeah, yeah, that Konami code was everything. Um, Marmar82 says most difficult video games I'm playing now. Um, so he's talking about current games. Fantasy Star... Uh, four, Fatal Fury one, Super Adventure Island one. And Blurred Man says, I struggled with and dropped Xeno Gears and Altered Beast for a while. Sonic made me break my game gear. (laughs) 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 And, uh, Obsidian Blue says, Resident Evil Nemesis, it was hard not to get killed. Anytime you try to leave a safe room, freaking baddie. Yep. Yeah. 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 But a lot of folks are also echoing the, the Mike Tyson sentiment. So yeah, we can all collectively agree that he was a very difficult opponent to beat. Mike Tyson couldn't beat Mike Tyson when he played his own game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, wasn't that written somewhere? Wasn't that published somewhere in a gaming he, magazine? He played, he played on a Jimmy Fallon show. Jimmy Fallon had him play Mike Tyson's punch out and he couldn't beat himself. He couldn't beat himself. No. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that something? That game, that game was rigged, man. Yeah, it was rigged. so difficult. I told y'all, I'm telling y'all, some of these games be cheating. I don't care what nobody say. You know, people, they always say, oh, yeah, you know, it's not cheating. You just need to get better. No, some no. of these games, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. to not win, or at least be difficult. Yeah, right. yeah, they they definitely involved a little bit of luck, and I think that Mike Tyson's Punch-Out falls in that category. Yeah, definitely. Was there any game that you played where you felt like you've wasted several hours of your life. Um, name that game and why. Paperboy. <laughs> I love Paperboy. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's just there's that one game, I guess, that just gets me. And for some reason, it's that stupid game. I don't know why. 
I could just never make it past Wednesday. And it, it wasn't even the Nintendo version. It was the Super Nintendo version that always got me. Um, something about that obstacle course on Wednesday. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what it was, but even now when I play, I can't do it. <laughs> I can duty. I can play Grand Theft Auto, but if you give me Paperboy, I fumble it every time. I just kind of reveled in the absurdity of it, like just random breakdancing person. <laughs> I walk, yeah. like just random remote control cars. Like it was just like, who yeah. thought of this? <laughs> yeah. But it was great though. I don't know. Like I really, I really loved that game, but I hated it. I hated it. I don't, ever, I don't think I've, I've ever beat Paperboy before. I got no love for the Paperboy. None. None. I never played Paperboy, so. Uh. Oh no! Wow, really? Uh, I, yeah, I never Don't played do it. it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, just stay away. Don't even try it. Just live your life. Oh, uh, let's see. What? Uh, you know, I, I think I was. It took a while for me to figure this out, but I think that the game that I felt like I wasted the most hours on. Um, I think it's called The Misadventures of Tron Bond. Um, and she had like all these puzzles, like these bomb puzzles and stuff like that. And, and, and these bomb minions, I spent hours playing that game and the, I could see why it would be so popular, but I spent months and months on that game and didn't even make it halfway through. So that is, <laughs> wow. yeah, that I, I don't even, nope, nightmares, no thanks. Yeah. Never, never playing that game. If I had a chance to play that game again, I would just pass on it because I know <laughs> I'll become obsessed and try and beat it. And I don't know, maybe, I mean, my brain grew a little bit. Maybe I'd be able to figure it out, but I don't know. That game was like really, really super hard. <laughs> yeah. So there's one game that comes to mind for me here and I got so frustrated with it and hated it. But for some reason I kept renting it because I thought I could conquer it. And that game, and I hope you guys have never played this, God, um, is a platoon for the Nintendo. Um, it was. Yes, like, I did. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So like it was like a, a adaptation of the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was like a side scrolling. Every level looked the same. They terrible were just graphics. Terrible graphics. They were just, <laughs> they were just all these cheap little booby traps and snakes yep. and it just didn't make any sense. And it was just like not rewarding at all. And I just, cause, cause like I remember really enjoying the movie. Um, even, even though I saw it when I was far too young to see it. <laughs> um, but, um, I was just like, I have to figure this game out. <laughs> like there has to be some trick to it that I'm missing. There wasn't. And I wasted <laughs> yeah. so many hours and just hated myself for <laughs> devoting time that I could have been devoting to games that I really enjoyed. So platoon. No, don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play it. Don't do it. Noted. Noted. Noted, sir. Yeah, um, so for me, I spent, I wouldn't say I spent a lot of hours on it. I just regret playing it because there was no point to it. Um, it was one of those girly games that I just rented from Blockbuster because the cover box looked really pretty. Uh, (laughs) It was, (laughs) it was Barbie on NES. Um, I just thought it was a cute game and it had pink teddy bears in the background and there was cats that were just walking around. It was very random. Um, I guess, you know, the Mattel, 
the Mattel people were like, hey, what, what's another way we can make some money off of Barbie? Let's do a video game. Um, but there was really no point. It's, it's just a good game to look at. Um, but it had no strategy, no, no other decent components to it. So that was one that I, I definitely wasted some time on. Did they not sure. learn from the ET debacle? My God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that would have been enough to scare, uh, that should have been enough to scare anybody from doing that kind of an awful game again, but, oh, God. Oh, gosh. Yeah, ET was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Well, on Twitter, some other folks said that, um, this is, excuse me, Woods on Twitter. Um, hours on Battletoads, waste of time. Well, I'm not going Aww. to the game. <laughs> that was a great game, <laughs> though. It was hard, though. It, it was Rash and Pimple. I got love for them. <laughs> <laughs> I love Battletoads. Um, uh, Water Cooler Converse said something about Paperboy, one of the most infuriating games ever, but you could not stop playing. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty addictive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I especially like the arcade version of Paperboy because you got these big like handlebars like on a bike um, <laughs> that you can like move around. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And Skipperella on Twitter says, "Oh my God, yes, Indigo Prophecy started off so damn good, and then the story and the ending totally jumped the shark." Hmm. And then Blurred Man says, "Destiny comes to mind. I've never been cheated out of my money for a game like that." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> We've all had that experience, got to yeah. say. So were there any games that you weren't allowed to play when you were a kid? If so, what was the reason? I didn't have that uh, problem. I didn't. So many. I, didn't, I was usually the person you came to my house if your parents told you you couldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> like, people would come to my house to play Mortal Kombat and to play Wolfenstein yeah. or to play Duke Nukem. So, No. No, uh-uh. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I mentioned earlier that my mom was, like, she still is, like, uber-religious. And um, we Mortal Kombat was a no-no. Resident mm. Evil was a no-no. Oh. Um, yeah, Zombies Ate My Neighbors was cutting it really, really close. Because, you know, it wasn't really that bad. They were kind of like, like these little pixel pixies that you know i just like arr, 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 you know that go like across the screen and stuff but, <laughs> but the graphics um, weren't as intense for it to have the kind of violence though yeah. that, right you know. it wasn't that crazy i mean like you were shooting the zombies with water guns and stuff and you know you had the whole like crucifix stuff i mean it wasn't really that bad but mm-hmm. you know if 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 anything if there were anything that my mom would like blow her top over um oh you know what? It had to be. Remember the game, um, Manhunt. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, man, I got busted with that game. I thought I was so <laughs> slick. <laughs> I was. I thought I was so slick. I came down in the middle. I came in the middle of the night, and I'm like playing it, and I was just so into the game that I didn't hear my mom creeping down the stairs. And <laughs> so, yeah, those the things that followed. <laughs> yeah, so that. Yeah, those that probably was the um the game that my mom really didn't want to have in the house. I think we were lucky that there were no ratings back then. I yeah. Think we slid we slid under that radar because there was a rating system, so Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and that's what I was gonna bring up as well. Like I didn't have any band games, but I remember 
and the whole controversy with like Mortal Kombat and Night Trap and the actual our Congress was actually spending time debating video games. That's when my mom <laughs> was like actually asking me like, "Do you happen to play in these games?" I was like, "No, mom, of, of course not." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There was a congressional hearing the other day, and uh, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty insane that you know our tax dollars were going to these people debating about like night trap. And, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I I didn't have that problem. I mean, this is the same mom that allowed me to watch Hellraiser as a kid. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I wish yeah, my I wish I had that. She's very liberal. Uh, yeah, that was never a problem. Um. So, and a couple people on Twitter had um, some some parents that were kind of strict. Uh, Tristan Tarwater says that Mortal Kombat, she was not allowed to watch. Too bloody and full of demons. Oh my! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had the same mom. <laughs> and she has demons in in quotes there. And then a man called Hawk said, "My mom is a Jehovah's Witness, and so I was not allowed to play Castlevania. Played it at a friend's house anyway, though." <laughs> that would have been my house yeah so yeah exactly that would have been my house too so um did you play in any groups or competitions i did a competition i did a competition nice. <laughs> tell us about it um it was around the same time that movie the wizard came out um and nintendo power hosted a competition at the norfolk scope um, and I heard about it on the radio. My mom got tickets, didn't tell me that we were going until we were on our way there. And when we got there, I really don't remember seeing a lot of other girls there, maybe two or three. And there were a few, there was a lot of kids there, maybe a couple hundred kids there. Um, and I made it through four rounds of competition before I was eliminated. And wow. if I could do it again, I would jump to do it again. It was so much fun. Um, Tetris was the game that took me out. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Tetris was games, huh? Um, because it was a round where you had 15 minutes to clear a level. You started off at, like, level 5, but they gave you height to clear it and keep going as long as you possibly could. And you had to make it through a 15-minute round. 13 minutes into it, my eyes starts to water, my <laughs> nose starts to twitch, and I start to sneeze, and then I'm done. I'm just totally done. And uh, my mom had to whisk me off the stage before I had a meltdown because I was nine. <laughs> um, so she sees the temper tantrum, you know, about to surface. Um, but it was so much fun. But she made me walk out of there with my head up. And she says, don't let those boys see you cry. <laughs> because look at all those boys you beat to get up there. Look at how many boys you beat. So cry when you get to the car. But I'll buy you a new game if you don't cry. <laughs> nice. Bribery so, works. Yeah. But it was so much fun. Totally do it again. Um, as for me, I didn't have, um, I, I had competitions, but not traditional competitions with those type of games. I actually was a competitive player for Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. I still have my flashbacks today where, um, you know, I have my, my metal pad, my older metal pad, and I, I'll play the game every once in a while in the house, but you know, it's like, it's really old pad, but, um, yeah, I'd, I'd play, I'd practice for about four hours a day. That was probably 
the best time that the or, and and the most lost weight I had playing video games. <laughs> yeah, I, four I, hours I, a day. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> Um, my endurance was crazy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I used to play about four hours, practice about four hours a day. And then I would go to the city. I would travel maybe at like 45 minutes, go to the city, then go to laser tag and not play laser tag. I would spend money and play dancers revolution and, um, <laughs> challenge people there. And then, um, some of us would go to, um, oh my gosh, um, what's this place in Chinatown, um, Chinatown fair. And we would go down there and we would challenge people out there to um, to events. But I did some ev- official events at um, like Green Acres Mall. Um, they had a big one in the city. Um, yeah, Laser Tag had some pretty fierce competitions. And my mom, you know, she's like, oh, I, you know, I think you're getting a little bit too into the game because I really wanted to do like national. I wanted to travel and do like some national competitions, but yeah. it's all like strict and stuff, mom. But yeah, that's the only <laughs> that's the only competitive gaming that I've done so far. Hmm. Yeah, I actually did quite a bit of competitions. Um, I did the one um, that was mentioned earlier that came out around the wizard. I remember that. Um, I remember not doing that well in it though. I definitely didn't do as well, um, as uh, you were mentioning. Um, I remember doing a, uh, when Star Fox came out for the Super Nintendo, they had a competition for it, um, that was being hosted at the local Toys R Us. You kind of played through like this modified version of one of the levels, um, and you could win like a shirt or like that kind of stuff. I didn't win anything. Uh, but that's okay. Um, and I do remember, um, obviously on a local level, there were just tons and tons of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat competitions at the local like pizza places and like bodegas and stuff that would have like the bootleg versions of the arcade machines. Like they would always have like, you know, like a kind of like full out tournaments where the neighborhood kids would like get together and like you could win, you know, like slices of pizza or like things like that. <laughs> um, so we definitely did a lot of those. Probably the biggest one that I remember that um, I was in with my brother actually is um, so at the Garden State Plaza in New Jersey, um, they had um, this basically video game expo that I think was associated with um, Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine. Um, but they basically had like all these vendors there. They had all they had a whole bunch of games that weren't out at the time for Super Nintendo for Genesis. Um, no, no, I actually, actually, it wasn't Super Nintendo. It was like only Genesis and Turbo Graphics, I believe. Um, so I remember playing like Evander Holyfield boxing before it came out. Um, and mm. like, um, Bomberman for Turbo Graphics and that kind of stuff. But the big deal was that this was basically hosted for, um, the game, e- um, Eternal Champions for this, for the Genesis, which is a fighting game. And this was before it came out. This was sort of like the first time that anybody could like play it. And they had a tournament for it, even though no one had ever played it um, before. And my brother got really high up. I think he got second or third. Actually, I think he might have won the tournament. And he basically ah. got this leather jacket with the Eternal Champions logo on the back, nice. which, he, which he still has. <laughs> Um, so it was just one of those, uh, things that, that like, he always says like, yo, no, yo, n- nobody could check me cause I won a tournament on a game that I didn't even know how to play. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for me, um, Blockbuster Video, they had sponsored a competition. I don't remember what the name of it was. It was eons ago, but um, I participated in that, and I was a quarterfinalist. Um, and then as far as group games go, and I had mentioned this when I made my first appearance on the We Nerd Hard podcast here at TWIB, but uh, in my neighborhood, we actually used to um, congregate over to the local 7-Eleven and there would be a line outside of the 7-Eleven to play Street Fighter 2 on the arcade. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it, it was serious in our neighborhood. A lot of quarters. <laughs> a lot of quarters during that, that time, that summer. Um, but, yeah, those were the two things that I did. Um, I want to move to our next question before we get over to Twitter and ask you this um, about being considered different. Do you think um, – were you, rather, considered different because of gaming or was this more of a status quo during your childhood? Um, maybe for me, because I was a girl and the types of games that I like to play, it was, you know, not many girls would run to Mortal Kombat in the arcade first. So I wasn't necessarily singling out for it, but I think my choices in gaming were definitely different. Um, as for me, um, I was different than most people i mean like you had the the casual gamers but not like how i was like you know i'd go outside and like shield my eyes from the light like i was a vampire because i stayed inside <laughs> all day <laughs> playing video games um but also yeah because um i was a, a, a girl and you know even you know it's weird because I, I get like these flashbacks um, even still to this day, I'll have like grown men say, you play video games? I don't know any black girls that oh. play video games. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, like, it's weird. Oh and I'm like, for real? Like, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been, dude? Yeah. yeah. yeah where have you been? Yeah. But, Abandon that rock, sir. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was, that was kind of my thing. Like, oh, you know, you're, you're a geek, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay, and I'll go back to play back my video games. So that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Tree, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely. Um. I don't think I was considered different. I think it was actually the opposite. Um. I think that the games that were around at the time, especially the fighting games, were games that everybody in the neighborhood played, even the most like sort of like you know, thugged out kids that. <laughs> <laughs> that like would normally never talk to me pl- played these games and I was really good at them so like it actually gave me some conversation with people that I normally wouldn't talk to um and I also think because I did other things like I you know didn't just play games um you know I don't feel like it ostracized me at all I like felt like that like that like people were like yo like I like I don't you know I don't really know Shreve like that but he's nice with Ryu so so he's cool with me <laughs> Yeah, I didn't feel um, different. I was a tomboy growing up. I grew up in a neighborhood where it was pretty much all boys. There wasn't really many girls in the neighborhood to play with. So that's why I was into a lot of things that kind of helped fuel my my nerd status, I guess you could say. Um, I was into gaming. I was into comic books. I collected sports cards. So I was always with the boys. So I never felt different. I thought that that was normal. Um, I do remember, though, when I did the blockbuster competition, dressing up like a guy just so I could fit in with the, <laughs> with the other guys. <laughs> and by saying that, I mean I would wear, like, a jersey um, with a T-shirt underneath it, and I would wear a baseball cap. 
um, and tuck my hair up in it and um, just kind of fit in with the guys and not look so girly. So that way they would take me seriously. Um, so I, I remember doing that as a kid. Um, but I never felt different. I, I know. I guess my tomboy status, you know, I just felt like the rest of the guys. I guess. <laughs> I wish I had that. I don't know. I wish I had that growing up because it was just, I mean, I was a big tomboy too. Like you, you know, you bring up like the comic books and stuff. Um, you know, I have a huge, huge comic book collection and, um, I still have like my Marvel metal cards and stuff like that, but there was really nobody in my neighborhood that was into it at least. I mean, maybe I was just inside playing video games too much to really even ask. I don't know. So let me ask this last question because we got to wrap up pretty soon. Um, but this is a really good question to bring up because it brings us to today. Um, in light of the news about the possible Netflix Zelda project, are there any retro games that you think could be successfully brought from um, brought to the small screen or to the big screen, and um, or should they just go ahead and remain in the past? Uh, okay, I have three that come to mind. Um, I'd like to see Metroid, yeah. if it's done right. Um, yep. Definitely Metroid. Um, Metal Gear, yep. if it's done right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just recently they released those fan film, uh, four different little fan films based on the Mario characters, Mario, Luigi, Toad, and the Princess. And if it's dark and gritty like that, not like the John Leguizamo debacle, um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> It was mm-hmm. far from the John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins incident, but this oh, was very okay. dark and gritty. Um, I think it's on YouTube. It was very cool. If they could do it like that, then sure, redo Mario and make it dark. So like, you weren't a fan of how they turned the Goombas into like huge mobsters with small heads? I Mario? think this show is PG, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to comment on that, so I'm going to show PG. <laughs> <laughs> but the TV show was pretty good. you got to give the... TV the show. animated show is fine, yeah. but the live action, absolutely no, ma'am. Nope. <laughs> With Mario Cantone. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sip my drink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I, I think that the only game that I could really see being somewhat of a um, small screen worthy game would probably be GTA. Um <gasps> Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, let's talk yeah. about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I think if done right, it could be phenomenal. It could really be phenomenal. They just, you know, just the certain stories, you know, um um even like the murders, the the missions, even some of the characters. Like I would love to see some of the characters um come out of it and um if they if they could just like tweak it and not make it corny. And, and video gamey, but just something that you could actually take serious. I, I would watch that. I would watch Seriously, that. talk to me about that later because I'm actually working on a little something, something. Oh. <laughs> uh Connections. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of that many. I mean, Zelda would definitely be a pick of mine because I, I think that that's a great world. Um, I think Final Fantasy as well. I know they had some like animated. Final Fantasy movies, but I think that there's just so much story in every single one of those games that they could, you know, easily do sort of a small screen um, thing. I think the main key is to make it clear that it's an adaptation and inspired yeah. by these yeah. stories and not That's try true. to do 
like a note by note comparison because that yeah. is usually right. a disaster. Yep. Right. And people are already, you know, like with the Legend of Zelda, people are already upset about it and already poo-pooing on the idea of the, the Legend of Zelda and thinking that it's not going to be canon. And I don't think it is going to be canon. I think they're going to have their own take on it, which is okay because yeah. Yeah. it's kind of hard to do that, right? It's kind of hard to adapt a video game into a movie and make it exactly the way the game was mapped out. So, yeah, I, I feel the same way about Metroid that was brought up. I think, um, gosh, I think I read somewhere John Woo was attached to doing a project uh, for Metroid, but it fell through. So mm-hmm. hopefully with the success of Legend of Zelda, um, something can actually come out of Metroid because I would love to see Samus uh, represented um, on the big screen um, or on the small screen on Netflix. That would be awesome to see that. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would love old school Samus to be represented, not necessarily other M, uh, right, super right. emo crying Samus. <laughs> right. Uh, I kind of want badass space hunter, ask no questions, blast first Samus. <laughs> yes, that's the only Samus I know. I mean, that's that's the only one I acknowledge. So, nice. yeah, nice. So, okay, we're going to wrap up. Why don't we get your social media shout-outs again so folks that are listening in um, can know where to find you on Twitter or on Twitch, and um, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. So we'll start with uh, Makita, Lauren, and then Sharif. Okay, yeah, again, my uh, my handle on Twitter is the Grim Freaker. Um, my handle on Twitch is also the Grim Freaker. Also, if you guys are really looking for some straight to the point, like nitty gritty, no butt kissing game news and reviews, please visit my site, Zombie Gamer Online, and check me out on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Grim Freaker. And, uh, my Twitter handle is I am Lauren P. My uh, Twitch handle is Denizen of Los Santos, Grand Theft Auto shout out. Um, and I'm actually going to be uh, contributing some game reviews for Black Girl Nerds in the future, um, starting with two this month. So you can check those out there. Um, and you guys can either catch me on Twitter or catch me on Twitch. Cool. Yeah, so my home base is at SharifJackson.com. Um, that's going to link you to my science blog. Um, my, uh, which is science looks good. My YouTube gaming series, um, which is at gaming looks good. Um, and I also, um, frequently guest host on the Spawn on Me podcast, which is a video game podcast focused on diversity in games. And I co-host the podcast Operation Cubicle with JP Fairfield, uh, where we talk about, uh, being black in corporate America. So check it out. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I love the discussion that was happening on the BGM podcast feed. Um, feel free to continue the discussion there because I know a lot of you guys um, are reminiscent of, of a lot of these old games from back in the day. Either you guys are playing them now using emulators or you're just reminiscing of the times that you played them when you were a kid. So thank you for listening in. Um, next week, we will have Maya Penn. She's an artist, animator, and entrepreneur. And she's been featured in Forbes magazine, CNN, Black Enterprise. So she's got a website called Maya's Ideas Shop. So she's going to talk to us next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we will see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.